now with the transition of power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden, now complete. Uh, emphatically, actually. Uh, what with the unsigning of so many executive orders previously made by Donald Trump by Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, he stamped, what's he doing? Stamping his authority there? Yeah, quickly. Yeah. Is that essential? It might be essential to do that. I don't know about power politics, um, but I'm, you know, a little part of me imagines that um, Joe Biden doesn't want to be seen as weak, I'd guess. Is that why he went so quickly to sign all those, unsign all those executive orders? Um, I have no idea. Um, maybe he was being churlish. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe he wanted to insult half of America, you know, the half of America that uh, voted for Donald Trump. I think it might have been something to do with, I'd better stamp my authority nice and quick, you know. Uh, the, you know the political imperative probably cuts in at this point. Um, my goddaughter argued that um, it would have been more sober, uh, responsible, whatever, I don't know how she put it, um, to not do them in such an unseemly rush. And, I'm inclined to agree with her. Uh, actually, the chat I had with my goddaughter about that was interesting, I thought, this morning, because um, I, you know, I came out with all guns blazing and uh, said, um, good job, that, unsign them all, mighty quick, you know. Um, and she said, hang on a minute, you know. Um, unseemly in some respects isn't it you know I have a, have a closer look you know and then she actually swung me around to her way of thinking to a large extent and I ended up agreeing with her and saying it was unseemly and 75 million people did vote for Donald Trump so uh, probably Joe Biden should have in a more transparent and open way um, debated each of those executive orders carefully uh, with you know in the open where people so that we could all see his rationale for unsigning each of those executive orders I could see that point you know and um, and yeah, yeah because yeah, the reason I might have been so pleased that he just went unsigned, 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 unsigned them all so fast, you know, it's kind of me being a little bit, you know, yes, they stick that in, in your face, Donald Trump. <laughs> but, but I'm not even an American voter, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, maybe I was, um, I was enjoying it too much, you know. And I think my goddaughter was um, hinting at all of that. You know, hubris is a very bad thing. You know, when your side gets in, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do it. You know? And uh, and 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 she argued that um, there might have been a more respectful way to go about this. She put it in different words than that. And she swung me away. Or she swung me around to her way of thinking. So there you go. You know? And um, this is why I uh, enjoy our dialectic so much, as we call it. 
um, because, you know, we're, I, I do think we're the kind of opposite of the way people argue things out in, on social media, for example. My goddaughter and I, you know, I propose something, and, and we don't debate the thing. She just says, oh, you know, we, we do it, we have a dialectic, you know, where I, I put something forward and then she puts something forward and we're both, we've both got the same aim, you see. We've both got the same aim. That's the, that's the difference between a dialectic and a debate. With a debate, the two parties have got different aims. So we don't, we don't do debates, she and I. My aim, when I'm in a dialectic, is to have my mind turned around, as is my goddaughter's, you know? Um, whereas in a debate, the idea is to turn the other person around. And on social media, the idea is to just have a shouting match. Uh, so, um, she turned, you know, look, at least she modified my thoughts. I probably still hold on to the idea a little bit that he needed to stamp his authority or something like that. But all in all, I think it was unseemly. The haste with which Joe Biden, uh, un, you know, signed what, 17 executive orders in a couple of hours? Yeah. Straight from the inauguration to the sign, you know, to the Oval Office to sign all these things. Um, and uh, I think if he wanted to be different from Donald Trump, it might have been a good idea to say, listen, I want to unsign one of the, exe the executive orders. The others don't need to be unsigned on day one. I want to bring the American people with me, and that includes Donald Trump supporters, on the others, on the other 16, and another 35 that I want to look at later. You know, but I'll do that over the next, uh, over the coming weeks. Yeah, the one that I want to unsign straight away in the first hour because I want to make a statement about it is um, the COVID one because you know quite obviously to all rational people who know how to read statistics and how to read um, science and all that sort of stuff, um, Donald Trump didn't know how to handle that one. You know? But as regards all the other ones, even the Paris Climate Accord, yes, of course it's important in my mind, but I have to bring the American people along with me on this as much as I can at least. I probably still will end up doing what I what I intend to do, and that is rejoin the Paris Climate Accord, but I'm going to at least take, it's not going to make much difference to the environment if I take a week, is it? So I'll take a week. You know, I think if he wanted to come across as different from Donald Trump, that might have been the way to go. And to that extent, um, my goddaughter turned me around and isn't that the very idea of a dialectic it's why my goddaughter and i are not on social media together you know, it's why i'm not on it at all because i can't you can't do that sort of thing on social media you can only shout um, anyway well except for all the millions of people who do do that sort of thing on social media i'm sure <laughs> oh, look i was on facebook quite a few years ago now for a bit um, under a false name and mostly for a joke and I did get into some really good discussions with people there would be around about I reckon half a billion people much more intelligent and wise than me on Facebook and Twitter so 
you know, I don't think I'm smarter than all those people just for not being on social media, you know, on Facebook and Twitter, whatever. Anyway, I'm just uh, extolling the virtues of uh, the dialectic process and why not. Um, but just wheeling around again to uh, the behaviour of Joe Biden, you know, how he behaves in his first term, couldn't that, you know, uh, whether that be in the first hour or two when he's unsigning so many uh, executive orders with seeming, unseeming haste, um, or how he plays the next four years altogether, you know, is that the sign of things to come? Um, the, let's say the Democrat side of things in America, depending on how they play the next four years, if they, if they play the game as almost revenge politics and all that sort of stuff for the next four years, and ha-ha, we won, and all that sort of thing, hubris. And, um, and if they are dismissive of the extremely large percentage of Americans who voted for Donald Trump, yeah, because when you say, you know, if they do all that stuff, um, could they be inviting, well, maybe not Donald Trump back, I'm not sure that he'll ever be allowed to run again, maybe Donald Trump squared, you know, cubed Donald Trump on steroids, the next version. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, maybe an idiot even, who's also got, yeah, a total idiot, um, who's nevertheless uh, got, yeah, maybe Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, stranger things have happened in history. Um, back in Rome and in every other place, you know. You never know who's going to get up and become the next uh, kind of dictator, you know, because Donald Trump had, didn't have a democratic bone in his body. He didn't have a military bone in his body either, which is actually kind of a plus in a way, except that can get a lot of people killed too. But he was the first person since the, the first president since the 1970s to not start a war. Well, that's something, isn't it? That's, yeah, I'll leave that one to the military experts to debate as to whether he was good on that front or bad on front, that front. Look, Donald Trump was good in some ways. He had the economy sorted, I think. Yeah, and he, he, had, he had China sorted too before the virus hit and all that sort of thing. But he was horrendous in so many other ways, you know. But depending on how the Democrats play the game in the next four years, um, if they're wise, uh, they won't do whatever they were doing wrong last time that invited Donald Trump in. You know, because you can argue that the reason Donald Trump got in is because the Democrats uh, set the environment for that. You know? They stuffed up somehow. If they hated Donald Trump, if they didn't like the way Donald Trump got in, well... You know, in this world, you need to take responsibility for yourself when things like that happen. You must have done something wrong yourself to let something like, someone like that take over from your man, Obama. You must have done something wrong. So if Biden does something wrong, if he plays the game badly in the next four years, you know, if he goes too, too fast, too hard, um, uh, you know, too, too Trumpian, except in the, in the left sense or whatever, he's not that left. 
Um, but it, if he doesn't bring the Trump supporters along with him, well, they might come back and bite him harder than they bit Barack Obama. You know, and we might see four years from now, Donald Trump or Donald Trump Jr. or someone far worse than both of them, um, uh, and, uh, you know, re-signing all those executive orders, but not within the, ne the first hour or two of the inauguration, but at, you know, on the dais. Uh, you know, the next one, you know, look, imagine uh, Donald Trump is the Gracchi brothers um, back in ancient Rome, you know, who started the, the Gracchi brothers, you know, started to, the process of the pulling down of the Republic. Now, and then, you know, Matt, look, just for fun, imagine Donald Trump Jr. gets in <laughs> next time. Um, okay, so he would be your sort of, you know, your Marius, you know, the next dictator that came along. Um, you know, Sulla was, and then Marius, whatever. And then the next, you know, maybe someone else will come in, and that can be your, Ma your Sulla character. And then Marius can get in, you know, someone, and it might be someone called Marius, you know, just for the historical neatness, you know. Um, but these might all be uh, merely the uh, John the Baptists to the real Jesus that's coming along later. Uh, and depending on, um, you know, and, and, and that was the, that, you know, that was Pompeii and Crassus and Julius Caesar. You know, maybe Julius Caesar is still to come. Someone who doesn't only have some of those Donald Trump instincts of um, bringing down, you know, uh, the Republic uh, and democracy and all that sort of stuff, um, but also is militarily, milar militaristically a genius and all that sort of stuff, you know, who's got more arrows in his quiver than Donald Trump could ever imagine. Donald Trump is essentially a one-trick pony. He knows how to make a deal and, and, and you know, he knows how to play economies and all that sort of stuff to a certain extent. I think he really does via unorthodox methods, but he doesn't know how to um, foster institutions and um, how to uh, encourage good media and encourage good politics and encourage good social structures and all that sort of stuff. He doesn't know how to do it. He smashes all that stuff, Donald Trump. He smashes it all. Um, he doesn't know anything about an independent, you know, the value of an independent judiciary. Um, he doesn't know about how to value any institutions, really, that, um, you know, even the institution that is the, the election process in Western democracies, for example. He doesn't know how, he doesn't know how to honour honor those, obviously, because... He lied about all that fraud. He lied. He lied about many things throughout his term. Just straight lied. Yeah. We won in a landslide. Like even if I was an ardent Trump supporter, I would know that that wasn't true. So he did lie. 
uh, you know, and then once you've established that he lied, and this is a whole other level of lying beyond ordinary lying that all politicians do, um, this is, you know, a fundamental lie. Um, John Howard would have called it a core lie, you know, like John Howard's core promises, you know, versus non-core promises. You know, there's core lies and there's non-core lies. There's core lies that are just going to bring down the entire republic, you know? But there are other lies that are actually, that might even strengthen the republic, you know? So there's different types of lies and I, um, I support certain lies, absolutely. I wouldn't trust uh, the public with absolute truth on all matters, but there are certain core lies that will just destroy things like an independent judiciary, the political process in a Western you know, democracy, um, you know, um, that would drain the swamp of all politicians, all professional politicians, and in doing so, get rid of not only the corrupt politicians, but all the good ones too, because so many politicians, and I've met quite a few, or had dealings with quite a few um, through public, my own public service, and, um, and a lot of them are just wonderful, amazing, good people. Uh, most politicians are you know, very noble, um, and if you go draining swamps, they're all going to get drained too, aren't they? You know, that's a very bad idea. And you'll end up with Donald Trump, the only virtuous person left. Ah, that was the plan, wasn't it? Yeah, but anyway. Um, depending on, uh, you know, if, if Joe Biden um, doesn't refrain from what you might call revenge politics over the next four years, he might usher in a new Julius Caesar. Yeah? And if, if such a new Julius Caesar comes along and brings down the Republic completely, you know, um, look, if someone bad rises up on the other side of politics from you, it's your fault. You know, take responsibility for it. You know? Is there, you know, that's the next thing I could take to my goddaughter, that idea. You know, was Donald Trump the fault of the left? You know, did they stuff up and invite him in? And if Joe Biden plays his cards wrong over the next four or eight years and, and fails to respect what got Donald Trump in in the first place, will a bigger Donald Trump come along later? And, uh, and we might have Julius Caesar back once again. We've had him a few times, haven't we? Yeah. Napoleon. That was another moment, wasn't it? That was another Rome moment. We might yet have our, another Rome moment beyond that. We shall see. Depends how Joe Biden plays this. But 75 million people did vote for Donald Trump and... In a democracy, that needs to be respected, I think. Well, it doesn't have to be, but it's disrespected at one's own peril. That's what I reckon. But, you know, this would be the start of another dialectic with my goddaughter, not the end of this episode.